questions from quarantine. Well, hello, Salem Heights, and welcome to uh, another episode of Questions from Quarantine. And I know we had to take a break last week, but uh, I hope this week's question that gets asked and answered will be helpful. Uh, this week, I received this email. It says, Pastor Justin, the longer that the shelter in place continues, the more concerned I am about the government dictating how I or we are allowed to worship. They simply don't have the power to do so, but nonetheless, they or have taken or we have given them that power. The online services have been wonderful, powerful, and meaningful, and I pray that a broader audience may be hearing God's word. While I certainly think that some of our population should be sheltering in place, I'm having a hard time reconciling all of this. Another one wrote, Is it time for us to finally ignore the ordinances and just get together? These are questions that are coming for sure out of uh, our hearts because we deeply desire to get together. And uh, we also want to be faithful to God and want to make sure that uh, we are not giving away our faith, that we are not going quietly if they're asking us um, to reject our faith, which is not what I believe is being asked of us. There are two passages that are really important for us to drink in, and they have been hard for Christians to follow in every single generation. Uh, one is found in Romans 13, and it says this, Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Therefore, you must submit not only because of wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason, you pay taxes. Since the authorities are God's servants continually attending to these tasks, pay your obligations to everyone, taxes to whom you own taxes, tolls to those whom you own tolls, respect to those who you owe respect, and honor to those who you honor. Uh, another passage that is really informative, uh, helpful for us, uh, comes even out of a series that we've been doing uh, at the church, is one of our studies in First Peter chapter 2. It says this, Peter speaking now, not Paul, he says, Submit to every human authority because of the Lord whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors or to those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. It is God's will, it's a strong statement, for it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Submit as free people, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but as God's slaves. Honor everyone. Love the brothers and sisters, fear God, honor the emperor. 
the simplest way to understand those passages is that governments, even though they may at times be ineffective, uh, they may not lead the for sure the way that God would lead at all times. They may be imperfect in the way uh, that they apply wisdom. We are still to submit to them as unto the Lord. We are to uh, not focus on our will or our way or our rights, but we're to give those up. There's good reasons for that. Uh, these passages find themselves in the middle of places where it's also talking about the fact that Christ had to submit himself to things going on on the earth, and we're not higher than Christ. It is important for us to understand things uh, the way that God um, has stated them not try to find a way around them. And he said very plainly, submit to governing authorities. And the only exception clauses that we see in scripture are if we are being asked, one, to reject Christ or to reject God. Two, if we're being asked to go against those ordinances in scripture. Uh, in the book of Daniel, we get a picture of what it means to be someone who submits himself to those governing authorities. Uh, it, that picture of a young man that is actually taken captive, Israel is decimated. The king that has decimated them uh, has actually asked Daniel to sit at his table. And instead of rejecting the king or defying him, he just says, King, with a submissive heart, I cannot do what you've asked me to do with a clean conscience. Will you allow me to do something else? He actually approaches the king or his messengers and asks for permission. At one point, he is actually found violating the commands because he was told not to pray, and he prays. But he submits to those authorities without shouting, without anger. Uh, he responds and is thrown in the lion's den, and one of the great stories of the Old Testament is born. It was a story born out of Daniel submitting to governing authorities uh, and God winning the day. Uh, he followed through as a conscientious objector to those things. Um, but he had a deep desire to honor the king, even when it seemed like it was unreasonable. Um, we are asked uh, in uh, the New Testament to follow those same guidelines. We give honor to whom honor is due, and we are to uh, make sure that we obey our governing authorities. Um, what this does not say is that we should not speak up. It does not say, be quiet, just take it, don't raise your voice. It does not say that we should stop thinking uh, for ourselves, but we need to use that in an appropriate way. Uh, we still do have in our nation a voice. We have ways outside of just an angry protest or rejecting uh, what the government says. We have uh, ways to be able to uh, voice our concerns, and we still have not only permission, we're expected in this day and age to be able to do that. We are not saying just sit and take it. Uh, we are saying use appropriate means and then join with the rest of the nation in going through this. They have not just picked out Christians. They have picked out the entire nation to say, you need to shelter in place. Uh, this, I do not believe at this point, is about rejecting Christian ordinances. It is um, their choice of how to avoid an epidemic. There's two questions, though, that I, I would love for you to, to use as you begin to frame how you're going to respond. One is this. Will the people that hear my voice today 
hear me more loudly proclaiming individual rights and my opinion about politics and government, will they hear that more loudly than they hear me proclaiming the gospel? Or said another way, is it possible that I would have been sheepish to share the gospel as loudly as I've been sharing my opinion about being stuck in quarantine? We need to be vocal gospel sharers. We need to be those that are citizens that are concerned about people. And if we say the best medicine right now is for us to get out of our homes and be together, we should be actually just as vocal or more vocal about the greatest medicine ever given, an antidote to sin, an antidote to hell, Jesus Christ. We need to make sure that we are sharing the gospel plainly with people, more loudly than our political opinions. The second question has to do with this. Throughout Scripture, Christ is known as one who has condescended. He has come down through the heavens to earth and submitted himself to what was going on on the earth. Um, he is a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. He submitted himself to what was going on on earth, even though he could have spoken up, done it his way, uh, acted as the king of the universe and undone everything that we were about down here. But he took the form of a servant and allowed the circumstances to be dictated in his life by us humans. Um, if we are going to be Christians, the question we have to be able to answer is, are we asking to be favored differently than Christ was? Are we living in such a way that we as Christians are sympathizing with the pain? Are we entering into the pain that everyone else in our nation is entering into? Or are we saying that we have a special privilege, a special right to gather, a special right that is higher than theirs? Christ is our example, and he is our high priest, the one who sympathizes with weaknesses because he experienced the same weakness and brokenness that all of us have experienced. We need to be able to say at the end that we have yielded to circumstances the way that Christ did. And that is one of the ways that we'll be able to proclaim the gospel. God bless you.